Hey, hi, hello, yo, what's up? Me, me, and boy. Um, welcome back. This is part two. Um, we are gonna just talk about the rest of my living situation journey. Um, so, yeah, this episode is called Project Popper. Um, LOL. It makes so much sense because after 319 Eldert Street, apartment 1R, I had to make a last-minute decision to move in with a man that I met on Grindr because I was desperate. Again, my credit score still wasn't good um and yeah i didn't have anything i was broke i had just opened up a new credit card maxed it out eh, secret secret of the trade um and i was still working at buffalo i was trying to escape the buffalo exchange tragedy but couldn't. So, here we are. I had packed everything. I had tried moving it by myself. I loaded a suitcase. I loaded a bag, and I loaded another bag, and I carried that shit. I took the L to the M to the J and walked to the projects with bags of clothes because I'm a hoarder. I will never get rid of my clothes, my clothes are like Polaroids. So, I literally moved in. And the first night that I ever, before I, before the month was like over, he was like, come over, um, spend the night, and I'll show you how the place is. And I was like, yeah, okay. Um, trigger warning, this living situation was very traumatizing. Um, I wanted to start this podcast to like get these stories out of my mind. So they're not like conversation starters or like bar stories anymore. So they're just knowledge because it happened and I hate talking about it and I just need to get over it, move on to better things. You can, you should never let the past, um, ruin the future. It already happened. Don't repeat it. So the first night I went over there, I had hooked up to I had hooked up with this man on grinder. Um I mean first time it was I'm I'm sorry, but it was it was good sex. I mean I'm usually into hickeys, which he was into it as well, so from the outside it looked a little violent, which it turned into, I would say it was consensual at the beginning, because I didn't think I was going to live with him. I hooked up with this man at the beginning of August, and he offered, he said, if you know anyone that needs a place, like, just hit me up or whatever, and the end of the month came. It's Zari. I had promised it Zari that I would get a guarantor 
because we were supposed to move in together. But I think deep down she knew that I couldn't provide a guarantor and the income that was needed to maybe live in a two-bedroom in New York, which is... The market at the time was hella expensive. I'm lucky with the place that I'm in now, today, presently. But back then, not so lucky. The market was hell. So, I decided to text this man after Zari had gotten approved for a room. And it was a last-minute resort. I was too proud to sleep on Jill's couch. I justified moving into this place by saying I would make art out of the experience if it ever went south. And that I did. I did cope with a lot of it with poetry, which... um, really helped me get through it um but it was a dark it was a dark month in my life I'm definitely still not over it but it's fine you know better we're in a better place now um you always have people that you love in your life that you can turn to so yeah I remember getting there, I was, I'm flamboyant, yes, I was scared to walk through the projects the way that I present myself, which I was too proud to change, so I did it, um, I got there, it was floor 10, it was, to say the least, um, unlivable, basically. There was dog shit on the floor. There was roaches in the pantry. There was roaches crawling on the stove. There was roaches in the sink. There was just unnecessary groceries throughout the kitchen, like just repetitively bought groceries. The fridge was filled with takeout, expired, like molding takeout. Um, Bathroom door cannot shut. There was mold on the floor of the shower. There was piss everywhere. The dog was ungroomed, so dirty. Um, bedroom mattress was completely sunken in the middle. Spiders everywhere. Cobwebs is disgusting. It was kids' um, clothing all over, crib. He, his name was Sean. Um, Fredericks, to be exact. Um, he had been married, still is, um, has a kid. They live in the Bronx, his baby mama and the kid, not the same as the woman he married, Marina, who comes into play later. But, yeah, I mean, when I first got there, it seemed fine. I kind of had an idea of what I was expecting, but 
I didn't have anywhere else to go. Well, yeah, it felt like that at the moment. And once I had moved everything in, I knew I fucked up, but I couldn't go back on my word. Um, I... <sighs> I just remember slowly pulling at thread, revealing just more to the story. Um, it started out me feeling awkward, uncomfortable. He didn't really talk much. Um, was, I don't, never slept. You could tell he was mentally not okay. Smoked in the apartment. Cigarette after cigarette after cigarette after cigarette all night. Um, yeah. He gave me the bedroom. He was sleeping on the couch. Um, bathroom door did not shut. Neither did the bedroom door, really. And I remember not being scared at first. But looking back at it now, I am scared. Um, it would start off with, like, just sexual advances, like, here and there. I mean, yeah. And then it moved on to just doing as one wanted. I avoided going home. I definitely drank more. I came home buzzed. I just had the. I was living with this man, and I had already paid him for the month. He was getting evicted. I didn't know what to do. I thought I could convince myself that it would be okay, that it would be consensual. But it was just me trying to shower, him coming in there, me being afraid to sleep. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it was full intercourse at the times um, that I didn't really want. I mean, he was bigger than me. He was a security person. He was older than me. Um had some weird fetishes and kinks. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I remember one day I found his journal and there was just pictures and pictures and pictures and drawings of just women's bodies and just very feminine type twink silhouettes um but it never made sense at the beginning because I was like I don't understand this because he has gay flags but he said he was married and I didn't understand if his wife knew what was going on and that's why she left 
but he told me his side of the story um, of just her using him for a green card and then having an affair and leaving. So I was curious. I mean, I definitely shouldn't have stayed because of curiosity. But, yeah, I mean, and then there was times when I just would find him buying panties at the at the store and bringing them home. And they'd be with the groceries of just groceries we already had already. And he just wasn't buying the dog food and he was feeding the dog pancakes and playing Xbox all night and couldn't hold a job and would just get drunk constantly. And I found um, transitioning pills that seemed pretty um, old, old bottle type pills. Um, And it scared me. I mean, you never know what someone's doing behind your back when you're living with them, especially if you never really knew them. I should have known that after living. Well, I did know that. I just didn't. Why do I keep saying I should have known that? I mean, I knew all this when I moved in. I didn't have another option. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I couldn't get my shit together fast enough. So, um, yeah, and then I would find pictures of him and his wife, and I would find, like, a wig under the bed or something weird. Like, things were just getting whack, whack, whack. I would clean. He would just mess it back up again. I would avoid the house. He would text me, be like, are you coming home? You have to tell me your schedule was turning into this dominant-type man, which I had only known sexually from everything, but now it was turning into everyday life, um, and yeah, I remember I had cleaned off a bunch of the shelves so I could move my clothes, my clothes was piled on the mattress, so I basically was using them as a blanket, because he didn't have a blanket, he had a sheet in there, And I was working on a movie, so I was working 12-hour days while living in these conditions. Um, but I survived. So. Yeah, I remember multiple times just blacking out and just acting like it was my Lana Del Rey era. As sick as that sounds, it was true. I mean, yeah. So this episode's really dark. I'm so sorry. And he got really drunk one night and was showing me pictures of him and his wife and had cornered me in the bedroom and was just getting like violent so upset he was saying how 
she ruined everything. How he didn't even want a dog. How he's trying to move on, but he's going to kill the son of a bitch that took um, her from him. And I couldn't move. I was mentally not there. I was stressed to the point that I was depersonalizing. I felt just like two feet back than I was just watching like something, a film, feeling out of control. Um, and thankfully, it didn't end um, the way that other nights had. But he did send me a few text messages asking to try some things. But I didn't respond and I had gone to sleep. And I had plans to go up to upstate New York that weekend to see a friend. Because I really needed to just get out of where I was and... Yeah, so I remember just sleeping that entire weekend. It's when I first started having really bad anxiety because I would derealize instead of processing what was actually going on. My brain was too stressed. Um, and I didn't want to go home, but I did on Sunday. Alex... Drove me to the train. I caught a late train. And I just remember getting home with my book bag and cowboy boots and lace dress and pearls. And I opened the door and found Sean and an unknown woman at the time on the couch, naked. Yes. (laughs) It was... Horrifying. I mean, I didn't know how to react. I was paying rent, so obviously I did want to go to sleep, and I didn't know who this was, and I didn't feel safe, and it was scary, and yeah, it was a lot. So, yeah, I walked in, they put their clothes back on, Sean yelled at me for not telling him I was coming home, um... And I remember needing to shower that night. And I did after pacing in the room for like 30 minutes because I was too scared to go out there after what I had just seen. And yeah, so I showered and I... Went to bed that night. I didn't know who it was. I had ideas. Yes, I did think it was his wife. Yes. Um, I slept next to Scissors that night because I was scared that someone was going to come in there or be upset that I was there. She clearly didn't know who I was. I didn't know if she was leaving. There was a suitcase there. And it was just very... It was very hostile, like energy that I was getting that night. Um, 
so yeah, we, yes, we, us three, um, I woke up the next morning, went to work, um, whoever she was didn't talk to me, gave me the silent treatment at first, I left thinking she would be gone when I got back, she was, her stuff was still there, she wasn't, but Sean wasn't either, um, Sean was texting me saying she was gonna leave, saying he would explain, blah, 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 whatever, um, how he was really upset, and I was, like, confused, I was like, who is this, I still don't get it, lol, my loud-ass neighborhood at two in the morning, um, I think those are the garbage people, um, so, yeah, I got home that night, um, I was watching, I think, I remember it being Big Little Lies, and it was in my boxers, you know me, my Calvin, and, yeah, so, they came in, I was standing there really awkwardly, and Sean yelled at me to put clothes on, because he said he wasn't, um, I wasn't the only one living there, that it was inappropriate, blah, 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 whatever. I felt like I was back at home. Trigger warning. Um. But, yes. So, then I found out the next day that that was his ex, well, wanted to be his ex-wife. He couldn't afford a lawyer because he couldn't keep a job. And he was... Before she came back, he was saying that he was going to go on um, one of those talk shows and tell them about how his wife used him for a green card and wanted to ruin her life. And this talk show was, it was, what is that talk show? It's like Stevie, oh God, I forgot, yo, but... It was one of those talk shows where they go on and they literally just like, (laughs) it's like emotional abuse. Like they just use these poor people for like views and stuff and it's very awful. But yeah, so she's back. He wants her to leave, blah, blah, blah. She's slowly trying to talk to me and this is like the end of the month. Um, End of the month is here. I'm still working 12-hour days. Um, she had this... I don't... I think it... I don't even know whose idea it was, but I get a text message while I'm at work. And I could already tell the vibes were off because I was avoiding the house at all costs. And Sean texts me, and he's asking if I will have a threesome with him and his wife that he hated and swore was going to leave and didn't want to see and blah, blah, blah. I said, I don't know. I have to work this weekend. I completely lied. I didn't go home. I wore the same outfit that weekend because I was scared. And that's when I decided I needed to leave. So... Yeah, game plan, sitting in Jill's kitchen, we um, decided that I would go back 
and say that I was going upstate for some reason. And I would pack a book bag until we could get the rest of the stuff and not um, alarm them because he was obviously still in the process of getting evicted if he didn't turn things around. So, um, yeah. I went that night. I needed a few drinks before I got back because I was nervous. Um, Marina broke the lock previously to me going back to pack a suitcase. So, or they just changed it. I never found out. But, I, I don't think I ever brought the key back now that I'm thinking about it. I had to, like, schedule my time to go home when someone was there. But, obviously, we weren't on good terms. So, I remember going home that night and packing a suitcase and acting like everything was fine. And I did my makeup. And I got to know Marie. Marina, and I was trying to hurry up, I knew what time Sean usually got home, and I was doing my makeup, and homegirl was offering to pour me shots, was trying to get me drunk, was acting more drunk than they were, saying they really liked me, that they wanted me to stay, and that blah blah blah, and they had a fucked up family relationship, and was, we were really kikiing, I won't lie, for that minute, even though it was, I don't know, a little one-sided. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I had finished my makeup. I didn't take that shot. I didn't trust anyone in that household after that. I was scared for my stuff. I had a lot of stuff. Um. And, yeah, I was preparing to leave, but Marina distracted me long enough for Sean to get home. Um. I remember seeing him, um, and he looked at me and said, what's wrong? Where are you going? And I said, I'm not going anywhere. I said, I'm just going to the bar. I said, I don't know if I'm coming home tonight, though. I'll text you. And he said, did you think about what I texted you? And I said, yeah, yeah. I'll, we'll talk about it later, right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just said, you're okay, right? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And I left. I didn't come back that night. I woke up on the couch. And I had texted John. And I had said. That I. Didn't know how I would get back into the house. Because nobody's ever home. And we got in a bit of a text message fight. Over that. Um, but. Yeah. So he was trying to. F- get me a copy of the lock. And I was agreeing to that, but he said he wouldn't give me the key until I paid the next month of rent. And I was like, okay, we could do it later. So I took some marina behind his back, and I was seeing when she was home so I could go. And Sean wasn't there because obviously I was scared that this man was going to get violent. Um. So keep in mind, I... Just remember this part. I clearly have PTSD because I have just blacked most of this out. But I 
was drinking a lot during this period of my life. Um, so one night I drank, I overindulged, um, and I had passed out in the train station and someone had stolen, had taken my wallet out of my pocket, my AirPods, but had only taken my phone. So I came, I remember that night, I woke up in the train station at like six in the morning. I went back to the projects. Sean was still up. I had gotten in. I still had my keys and everything. And Sean like called whoever had my phone. They answered. They said they weren't going to bring my phone back. Um, they answered the phone. Like this. I gotta give it to them. I laugh about this sometimes. Because I we called them. The location said it was in um, New Jersey at this time. And they answered the phone and they said, Yo, this is the man with the iPhone 13 Pro Max Sierra Blue. And I literally said, yes, yes. And they said, and then Sean was like, can you please like return the phone? And they were like, nah. And then they hung up. And I was laughing so fucking hard. Not at the time, but... When I tell the story, I laugh so hard because it's so funny because we had to file a police report. Um, This is off topic, but we had to file a police report and the police officer didn't do anything, said New Jersey wasn't in their, um, well, it isn't, but they said they couldn't go to New Jersey because it, it was New York police. So I was like, um, okay, officer said that I sat in f- I was only trying to fill this police report out so I could file for a theft claim to get a new iPhone for free and turns out Apple Care does not cover that you need theft and Apple Care coverage so yeah um anyway so the police officer was like yeah you were sitting in the front of the one camera that works in the train station and you looked pretty slumped man And I said, oh, so can you send me the video? And he was like, no, but yeah, we're probably not going to get your phone back. And I was like, oh, well, okay. So anyway, this goes back into play with the projects. I didn't have a phone. I had a flip phone Um, that was paid a month. That was, it was prepaid, prepaid phone. So... Yeah, I had to navigate all this with my new phone and phone number, not knowing directions, not knowing anything, not knowing Marina's number, Uh, literally losing all my money because I had to buy a new phone too. Um, so yeah, I called Sean. And he knew something was going on. So, I was like, yeah, I'm going to come back tomorrow. Like, just, I got to get in the apartment, whatever. Um, I had a plan that morning. We went that morning. Oh, no, because the phone. When I drank too much that night, the police, Jill had called the police because she hadn't heard from me in, like, 24 hours because I didn't have a phone and I had gotten fired from my job. So she tried to call my work too. And they were like, Frank got fired. So Jill's initial thought was that I had gotten murdered by Sean. 
which valid. Um, all the evidence could back that up. Because she, I remember, she told me that when she called the police, she told them that I had met a man on um, Grinder and I had moved in with him, and the operator was silent, she said. So the police came to Sean's apartment that this was like in the middle of the month and had knocked on the door, and they didn't announce themselves or anything. They were doing a wellness check, but I didn't know who it was. So I got so anxious that day because I wasn't supposed to answer the door because we were he was getting evicted, so I wasn't going to answer it. Um, so there's still a missing persons report that is unresolved in the state of New York regarding Frank R.G. McHugh. Um, so that is very funny. That was one of the funny things that happened during my time in the projects. I am lucky, though. I never... Um, got to explain this, but it was a majority Jewish, um, government housing, so it could have been worse, um, outside of the apartment walls. It could have been worse, but it was the Marcy, off Marcy, those projects by Navy Yards. So, Yeah. Anyway, last minute idea, Jill and Andrea, shout out Andrea, thanks for always letting me use your car, had um, planned to get my stuff. So we planned when Sean wasn't there, and we knocked on the door, and I convinced Marina to let my friends in, because I didn't know if Marina was going to like beat my ass either for backstabbing, but... Moral of the day, we moved everything out. We dragged all my clothes on the project floors. It was dirty as fuck. We ruined a lot of my shit getting it out. Um, we had... Marina had explained to me how she didn't have anywhere to go. That Sean was doing the same things to her as he was doing to me. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to help her because of the situation with just the pressure to sleep with both of them. So I gave her my best wishes and made sure I had everything and stole that journal of schizophrenic drawings and left. We filled up the entire elevator in one go. And at the time, the elevators always broke. So there was two elevators. But there was one working that day. So we filled this elevator up. It, it took like 15 minutes. And by the time we got down to the lobby, the lobby was full with Hasidic Jews that were saying, like, mean things. Obviously, even if they're in New York, religious people are mean to progressiver people, you know, gay people. Women that sh like to show a little of their body. Nothing wrong there. Um, but yes, clearly they were giving us attitude and being rude. I mean, I've always had that problem in my life. I mean, I lived in University Heights, Cleveland, Ohio. University Heights, Ohio, girl, not Cleveland, Ohio. 
I was on the east side, which was a majority Jewish neighborhood, and people were mean. I am very flamboyantly gay, so there's a lot of judgment towards me. Of all religions, not just the Jewish, you know? So, yes. No one helped us. We dragged all my belongings across the freshly mopped project floor and threw it in the car and had gotten to Jill's and moved it into, most of it into Jill's apartment. So, yeah. That concludes living with Sean. Oh, moral no, that does not conclude it because I was working on that movie and they... I thought I had set up direct deposit, so my checks had gotten mailed to Sean's apartment, but I had moved out. So not only was I couch surfing, but I was financially broke with a credit card that was maxed out, two credit cards that were maxed out. Um, but yeah, so Jill um, offered to let me sleep on her couch, so I took her up on that offer. And I took that month to sleep. Um, I was unemployed. I was working with... Um, not work. Well, girl, I guess. I was helping with taking care of River. With River, Jill's dog. I'm trying to mentally recover from being traumatized in this apartment. So I was sleeping on Jill's couch. Um, I'm not going to give out this address. Um, but yeah. So we had moved all my stuff into Jill's apartment. And we had just recently gone to Ohio as well. So a lot of my clothes were under Jill's bed already. The clothes we had rescued from Ohio. We rented a car and picked up clothes from my childhood house. Um, so, yeah. Jill's apartment was taken over. So, let's just say I'm not the easiest person to live with. I have my flaws. I have my pros. But living on a couch with no door... And no way to, like, avoid people. It was four people living in a small apartment on Roosevelt Island. So, The Tales of the Vernon Boulevard is a series of poems, storytelling that I did, um... Yeah, so that's kind of like tales of living at Jill's. But Jill's apartment was wonderful for what it is. I definitely took advantage in some ways. I wasn't paying rent, obviously. I wasn't working. Um, I was munching off of food stamps um 
yeah, so living for people in there was hard, yes. There was some clash going on with me and a certain roommate, which is fine. It's fine now. I get it. I'm loud sometimes, um, sleeping in the living room, always being home. I mean, I cleaned all the time. I made sure the dog was occupied. I was 50-50. Yeah, so during this time on Jill's couch, I was bored. I mean, I would go out, I would come home drunk, I had the keys, I would live on my own time. I was trying to put myself back together and move on. Me and Jill grew very close during this time. Um, I eventually did overstay my welcome. Um, One of the bad... I've never... I'm so sorry, Jill, if you're listening to this, but I, there's a story that I've not told you. This, uh, yo, but like, I said I was going to be honest. I, um, I'm dead as fuck. I'm so sorry. I met a very sexy man on Tinder, and I still see him today. I've been seeing this man. So... Jill was in New Jersey that weekend and I invited this man over for a Tinder date. We were going to make pasta and have a cheese board and wine. He was bringing wine. So I was like, yeah, yeah, come over. And Lindsay, oh, well, yeah, it's true. Lindsay obviously told her I had someone over. Um, I wasn't aware when it was going on, but we ended up sleeping together and he ended up spending the night because we were both too drunk. It was a mistake. It happened. I did have sex in Jill's bed. I'm sorry. Um, then comes Eric. Um, Eric, I'm dead as fuck if Eric is listening to this. Eric I met on Hinge, super cute, super cute. Um, I went on a date with him one night with a friend. I had brought a friend to go see him perform live. So then we went to a wine bar after that. And let's just say I got very handsy. Um, It's fine. We were both mutually into each other, sexually. Um, So... My friend, Andrea, who was on this date, obviously was a little uncomfy and wanted to leave. Um, so, <laughs> on the way home, she, like, went in before us and tried to, like, escape. And me and Eric decided to get more alcohol, which wasn't a good idea. And then he asked if he could stay over. And I was like, um, yeah. So I lied and told him Jill was okay with it. And I showed up to Jill's door with him. And I apologized. But we didn't have sex on her couch. He might have pulled his penis out, but we did not have sex. I did not sleep that night. It was so uncomfortable. 
sleeping on a couch with someone it was so uncomfortable. I had a full face of makeup on. And, yeah. It was... Eric is still so hot, so if you are listening, just know that. Um, anyway, after that experience, there was one more experience. Well, girl, now this living thing is just turning into, like, my sex episode. Um, yeah, so this other experience I had, um, I often use, I often use the trains as Tinder. I will not lie. There's always, gay men are horrible. I'm so sorry, but they're horrible. Um, if someone gives you a look on the train, like, you know what's going on. Like, I'm not that dumb. This man, very sexy. I will not lie. He... Well, obviously, his personality was not sexy, but I had fallen for this man's beauty. Um, he was drunk. I was drunk. I offered to go to the bar by Jill's house with him, and he agreed. And once we had gotten up from the train station, Jill was with me, and so was... I forgot who was with us, but yeah. So, we... I think it was Paula. I think it was Paula. So, I brought this man to the bar. The bar was looking a little closed, so I was looking in there. He shoved my ass. Homeboy pushed me. And I was like, I'm okay. And I asked him, like, are you okay? And he was like, no, let's just go back. Like, I, I need water. And I was like, okay, like, I'll get you some water. Like, that's fine. So I was like, okay, Jill won't care. Like, this man's just clearly really drunk. Like, and I was like, do you, like, where are you going? And he was like, I don't even know where I am. He was, like, acting real sus. But I was, I was, I was in love with this man's beauty. My type. But that's, yeah. So, we get back to Jill's. We get in the door. I remember this man being, like, doggy and acting super drunk. And I was like, Jill, he needs water. And then I'll get him on his way. And Jill, beautiful soul, was like, of course, yes. And we get this man water, and he's like, where's the bathroom? And I was like, LOL, um, Jill, like, can you use the bathroom? And Jill was like, of course, of course, show him. So I was like, okay, let me show you the bathroom. So I take him to the bathroom. I open the door. I'm, like, smiling. I'm being nice. He shoves me in there, pushes me, and shuts the door, locks the door. And... Trigger warning, I always forget, did I, well, I already said trigger warning at the beginning, so I was like, ooh, I literally forgot about this story. Um, this man, I'm not going to get too graphic, but was getting overly friendly, overly handly, handly, that's not a word, like touching, like inappropriate, did not want I had already made that mistake of sleeping with someone in Jill's apartment. And this time I learned my lesson and I pulled my pants up and I said, stop. This man choked me, um, turned me around, hit my head into the mirror, turned the shower on just so any loud noise would be covered up by the sound of the shower um and he obviously had an agenda 
I'm, yeah, went sour. I finally got the strength to stop it. I opened the door. I walked out. I yelled at him. I threw his jacket at him and made him leave. Jill did not know what was going on. She thought I was just being mean, whatever. Um, but soon found out what had actually happened. And by the time, whatever, he was gone. There was nothing I could do. I didn't know his name. I didn't know anything. Yeah. So that happened. And another story happens. So this was at towards the end of the month. Um, things were getting very chaotic. Everyone was in the apartment at the same time. I wasn't working still. Um, and yeah, so Jill had had company over. I'm not going to talk about her, um, experiences on my podcast. Um, but she had someone over. River was with me. River was being loud. I was drunk. I was being loud. Um, we were in the living room, which was next to Lindsay's room. And she, the dog was humping me, you guys. This dog, River crazy. Like, I love my son, but like, homeboy just is a puppy. What is, he doesn't know better. So I was laughing because I was drunk. I got the dog off of me, and the dog was, like, kicking the ball against the wall, was barking, being loud. I was sending Snapchats to someone, or I was on FaceTime laughing about everything that was going on. Um, yeah. So, Lindsay came out and yelled at me, and I literally, like, laughed at her, I remember, because I was so drunk that I thought everything was funny, so I apologize, but whatever. So, that was the first straw. And then Halloween weekend came along. And I was dressed as Julia Fox, you guys. I had my denim heels on. I was carrying my jean purse. And I had my Calvin Klein's on. And my bleached eyebrows and black eyeshadow. Let's just say I was drinking for free that night. It was Halloween weekend. I was wearing heels. I needed some boost. I met some really creepy people that night, way overindulged because I was drinking for free. Um, got home at a late hour and was like, I should cook pasta. And so I, (laughs) I turned the stove on you guys and I was making pasta and I remember just being like, I'm going to lay down for a second so I can... (laughs) Like, just rats. So I laid down while this pasta was cooking, and I passed out. I blacked out. I don't remember anything after that. Um, Jill had moved me to the couch. Um, The pasta had caught on fire. The apartment had filled with smoke. Um, Lindsay has asthma, so she had an asthma attack. Um... She texted this to her roommates that morning and said that I needed to leave that day. She did not feel safe and she wouldn't come home if I was there, is what she was basically saying. So, 
I had luckily found my, the apartment I'm in now, the place that I love, the place that I'm trying to make home, that I'm not trying to overstep at. Um, but I am on the lease because this is my first ever lease. So even if I were to overstep, I live here. So, but I've never had a problem. I have four roommates. So hopefully I'm not keeping anyone up right now, but yeah. So I remember being very anxious and very hungover that day. Um, depersonalizing the house down boots, um, and, yeah, I packed all my things. I was upset. I was in the wrong. And I I was indeed in the wrong. Very dangerous, what I did. Um, but I was moving into an apartment a day early, and I had no furniture. So... I packed my things, and I it was too much to carry. I was going to carry it on the train, but I was too hungover. I had to order an Uber, an expensive Uber, and carry everything over there. So I did that, and the place that I'm living now is so nice. I love my roommates. It's a good neighborhood, door code. It's beautiful. Backyard, roof access, um, decent sized room, good rent, um, basically my own bathroom. Yeah, so that is basically all there is to say about the recent apartment, I guess. I mean, what I learned from these experiences are... I know I was saying this in the first episode, how valuable a safe space is, but yes, that's kind of where I learned that from, was 85 Taylor Street. Um, I learned that the things we do really have an effect on us, mentally and physically. We have to take time for ourselves um, and just... Learn to learn to, you know, just I guess, what am I trying to say? Learn to carry on. I wouldn't say you have to forgive, you just have to keep going. You're only living for yourself and your loved ones, so. You gotta do the best you can every day. But yeah, the apartment I'm living in now currently is all men. Um, I made it my own. There was mold on my hardwood for some time. I don't know how the fuck that got there. Um, yeah, so... I've definitely, there's laundry in the building too, which is super nice. I've definitely made it my own. I hung a TV on the wall, LED lights. All my clothes are here. Um, I have some art on the wall. I have some pornography on the wall. 
Um, yeah, it's good vibes. I mean, it's usually clean. I mean, I'm usually the one doing the cleaning around here, but it stays clean. So, I mean, I don't have a view of a brick wall this time. I actually have a window. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess overall just learn to learn to move on and that better things do happen for some reason the universe always works out but yeah I guess I was I haven't really worked since I moved into this apartment because I've been sick and I worked really hard to have a month off so Everything has, like, I don't know. It's worked out, so I can't complain. So, mwah. thank you for listening. Next week's episode is going to be about work, workplace problems. Shout out Buffalo Exchange. Coming for your ass, girl. Oh, we're just about an hour. Isn't that so beautiful? So, two hours on living situations. That is crazy. Okay, goodbye.